Wanted money. Hey, fuck you. I'll fight you for it. You and me. So that's the kind of fight it's going to be. You want to stay down? What's up, everybody? Nez back, East Society Podcast, Anchor Edition, Fight Society 5. Um, Got to get the Zisu back on here at some point, but uh, hopefully this weekend we're going to be around each other. So, but uh, we got Brother Courtney. He's back in the house. Uh, you guys, last time you heard of him is when we were talking about. Uh, fuck, what was it? Last Blockbuster. Yeah, the last Blockbuster. <laughs> so, but. Yeah, Courtney's here to help me run through uh, some of our favorite um, fight scenes. Uh, for those of you that are new to uh, East Society's uh, Fight Society, uh, we, we go over like some of our favorite fight scenes in movies, be it hand-to-hand, uh, weapons, or even shoot-em-up action scenes. Uh, we'll go, we'll kind of do that. But um, uh, I'll let Courtney start it off, man. Uh, what's your first one? For uh, Fight Society 5. All right, I'll go with, uh, I guess this is one you guys mentioned back when you were talking about The Raid. Um, this is from a Netflix original movie you and I watched in our T-Point time. Uh, the Night Comes for Us. And very similar to The Raid, uh, the movie starts. It's just a simple story. Group is going, fight, 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 all the way through. And this is the last fight, uh, or one of the last fights of the movie. It's the warehouse fight. Um, and you have the, the character Ito. That's Sub-Zero. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, Sub-Zero, <laughs> the Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Um, he, he goes into a warehouse here, and these guys are, are standing around playing pool. And the fight that goes down, is it's on par with the rest of the movie. It's just balls to the wall, nuts, gory as hell um and you know he stands from the group calls them all out here uh there's a there's a there's a clip here the one that stands out to me it's probably about a minute into this this fight here uh the pool sticks are flying he's smacking people in the face <laughs> pounding this guy on the floors uh Takes that guy through the neck with the was that with the pool stick. Look at that knife. Or was or that a knife? Uh, eventually, we're, we're watching this too. <laughs> eventually, he grabs a a pool ball off the table and just smacks this guy's head in. And and it, it doesn't do any justice to, to to see it with the sound off here. Part of it was the sound, the yeah. crunch of that ball <laughs> pounding the guy. You see, just sliced the guy in the leg. See, this movie, this was one that when we were on uh, Up to the Challenge. Right there. Uh, <laughs> There's the football. The Zisu challenged me to this film. It actually made uh, my top 10 list of whatever year this came out. Um, yeah, I think too. this was a Netflix film. Net, I don't say Netflix original, but one of the ones they bought and they put out. But right. I was like, he was like, yeah, dude, if you like the radio, you'll like it. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I watched it and I was like, man, this movie was hella good. And 
this guy, I can't remember his name, but he plays Sub-Zero in the new Mortal Kombat. <laughs> they were telling him that when they were filming that Mortal Kombat, he had to slow down. He, they said, you, you're, you're too good. You're fighting... Style is too quick. Can you slow it down for these other actors? So he had to tone it down. But yeah, man, that dude, that whole fucking movie is good, man. I fucking loved it. I, I, did, I loved it because it was so bloody. For those of you that do listen, I love the blood and violence in martial arts films. They're violent, but sometimes they're not really bloody. But right. this one was, especially that fight scene when they rolled in there and just... This one combined those two aspects more than any that I had seen personally. I mean, that, that last little clip of that fight, um, the pool ball goes into one of the holes on the corner pocket and he grabs the, the pocket basket from underneath the table, rips it off so it's got the ball in there and he starts smacking the guy in the head as he falls down on the table. You see the, the spurts coming up. <laughs> <laughs> it was It's pretty radical. Yeah, I fucking love those ones. Um, that was another scene in that one. No, I'm thinking of. Was that was that the one when um they charged into that? Uh, it was another warehouse, and that little dude they were making like porn or something like that. Real. Oh God, was that this one? I think it was. I wasn't sure if it was this one or or one of those other ones, but I remember it was like it was like porn that turned into um like a snuff film. Like they did what they did with the girls and then ended up killing them. Because I remember when that guy went in there uh, before he started kicking ass, there was blood all over the beds and everything. So I asked, I just assumed they killed him. But uh, this movie's crazy. <laughs> so, but all right. Um, my first one, I'm going to go to uh, a film. Not sure exactly what year it came out. Goodwill Hunting. It was the the scene. Well, there's only one fight scene in the movie, really. Uh, when Will and Chucky and uh, I, I can't remember Casey's and that Hauser guy's names. But um, uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck and all that. When they get into that fight with uh, Carmine and his gang. Like they see him earlier at some baseball game. Uh, Little League game. And then they kind of get into it because Will's like, oh, yeah, I know that guy, man. He kind of got into it with him in, in kindergarten. So, <laughs> well, I love what they do. They kind of just roll up on him and then Will's like, hey, man, they're, they're right here, they're right here. So they, that guy just looks like a fucking douchebag, the, the Carmine guy. <laughs> um, so they see them and they, they just kind of pull over and then Will runs up to him and like, hey, come on, remember me? We went to kindergarten together, and then they just start fucking fighting. I mean, cause these these assholes, man. This is the one I was watching. It's all, it's not your, it's just the, the video. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, this scene right when they pull up and they tell them, yeah, they get out, and fucking Casey Affleck's like, he goes, man, if we, if we were going to fight him, we should have fought him when we first saw him. He goes, now we got snacks. <laughs> and see, I like how... Uh, I don't just want the stubble burger. Yeah, what's Hauser's... I know Hauser's his last name, but Is I can't Cole? remember. Cole? Cole Hauser, yeah. But yeah, Will just runs up on Carmine, clocks him, and uh, Cole Hauser, whatever his name is, he jumps in, grabs one of the guys that jumped on Will, and Will gets knocked up. Uh, and Ben Affleck just comes storming in and grabs one guy, slams him on the ground. 
At this point, Casey Affleck isn't there yet. I mean, this is right on a little uh, basketball court, and there's kids around playing ball watching these guys kick the shit out of each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Casey. yeah he came out of nowhere and booted, Casey booted one of the guys in the face. <laughs> oh, but, oh, man, this this scene right here when Will jumps on top of that guy and is just giving him those straight shots, going from, like, from left to right. Uh, Cole Hauser's whipping up some dude. Ben Affleck's got some guy against the fence, but dude, he was just giving them shots hella hard. Uh, Will looked like he was beat up because he was bleeding too, but then uh, the cops show up and uh, ruin the fun. See, right here, I don't know why he did this. The cops slammed him against the fence, Will, and then Will hit one of them, uh, kneed him in the in the gut, and then they slam on the ground and all that. But too much adrenaline. That, that fight scene, I mean, I'm, I, boys and girls, especially you young boys, man, don't don't be a bruiser. Uh, in my days when I was young and just wild, we, we got into many fights in the parks or even at school. But that fight scene always, uh, the first time we saw it, I think that was the first year when my wife and I, uh, when every, we found out everything that was nominated for Best Picture, we said, let's go to the theater and see every movie. Uh, that was, that was like 97. That, that was a good year. That was, yeah. Uh, it was like Good Will Hunting. That was Titanic, right? Titanic. L.A. Confidential. Oh, uh, that and... Uh, no, no, it wasn't Boogie easy. Nights. Was that Boogie Nights? I, I, I don't remember. Titanic ended up winning. And, uh, that movie. I like Titanic. <laughs> I, 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 I got to sit That's through three hours of it to see the boat sink. And I I saw it once in a the theater. Renee saw it like four times. I saw it like three times. I'm like, ugh. I have it uh, on DVD or Blu-ray, but I, I always just go to the end. <laughs> Back to, to to Goodwill, Cole Hauser. I, I cannot see that guy without hearing his voice from dazed and confused, calling oh. out little Mitchie from the parking lot. <laughs> hey, Mitchie! That was the first movie I'd seen him in. There was um, one movie he did. I want to say it was called Paparazzi. I never saw that. He was the star, and it, it was one of the T-Point specials, the Mike D specials. <laughs> so he was like, you ever see this? No. And threw it in. And I, from what, I only seen it that one time, but I enjoyed it. He was also the bad guy in, uh, was it Too Fast, Too Furious, the second yeah. one? Yeah. He was a bad guy in that one. But All right, what's your second one? Uh, let's see, my second one I'm going to go with... Uh, Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. Um, there's a f- so the the fight setup is it's it's second half of the movie towards actually towards the end I think um, he's already lost if you've seen the movie he's already lost the one fight earlier uh, he's he's back on the on a movie set at an ice factory uh, you can find the, the fight on YouTube Dragon Bruce Lee story showdown at the ice factory and just one of the biggest guys I've ever seen shows up. To fight Bruce on the movie set, then and the the gag is the director, the producers are there, and they don't know that he's not part of the movie. They're trying to figure out what's going on because this isn't in the script, and I don't know the full backstory on this and and how real life it was actually happened. But um, this fight scene to me was was always one of my favorites. Um, you know, it always seemed a little weird that it was on a movie set. I guess maybe they could have been filming on location. But, uh, you know, they, they beat the hell out of each other. They beat the hell out of the set. 
at one point there's a, there's a saw involved here that I think Bruce's head comes close to hitting. I mean, yeah, I mean, I love this movie. Jason Scott Lee portraying his portrayal as, as Bruce Lee was awesome. It kind of sucks that he never really got big. I mean, he did a lot of indie movies, but I don't know if I want to say this was probably the biggest thing he had done. Yeah. I could be wrong, man. Nobody quote me. But, yeah, this fight scene, it was during they were filming uh, Bruce Lee's first film, I believe, The Big Boss. And, the yeah, that, that guy, the guy he's fighting, he was the brother of the dude that actually broke uh, Bruce Lee's back. But then when Bruce Lee was doing that little talk saying he can beat anyone up in a minute, and that's when that guy showed up and said, I beat him before, I could do it again. And then he actually fucked him up hella bad. And he said he got beat up so bad he, he like slurs his speech. So his brother was uh, avenging him or trying to get his brother's honor back. And if, if I remember right, uh, part of this was based on an actual fight, but part of it was based on, uh, I think it was a newspaper had, had, had put out essentially like a contract on Bruce Lee. It, it was, it, it, you know, if, if you saw Bruce Lee, if you could beat him up, they were going to award you your own movie contract. And so he, <laughs> he did have people allegedly that would come up to him on the street and try and start shit so they could make their name for themselves and get their movie contract. Um, so I think a little Hollywood dramatic license kind of made this bigger story for the movie here, but I, I love this fight. Is this uh, and it's, it's the very end here. Uh, and he, he looks like Bruce is down. He trips the guy, comes up from the water and he jumps up and just savage brings the leg down on his chest. I'm assuming crushes his ribs, chest bone. And that, <laughs> that flex right there is badass. When I first saw this, I was kind of like, he's like, Jason Scott Lee's like overdoing it. But, I mean, I, my knowledge of Bruce Lee is just my watching the movies. I, I didn't really, I don't, I never read his books or anything. Seen many documentaries, but again, I mean, this movie is awesome. Uh, I remember we saw it that, that opening weekend and uh, my wife thought it was just going to be uh, just, some fight him up movie. I said, no, it's, it's like a little brief on his life story. So, but, but I re I really love that film. Is it on Blu-ray? Cause I don't, I, I have a DVD, but I'm not sure. God, I don't even remember if I've got it on DVD or Blu-ray off the top of my head. I know I have the DVD, but, but the only thing about the DVD is it sucks. It was the universal ones and it's not formatted. So it's the little, Right it's center. not anamorphic it, widescreen. You yeah. gotta zoom in. It's no, it, it, to get it, the, it looks yeah. stupid. Yeah, that's that's what I've got as well. So I think I have it on digital. Um, I bet. but I never did buy the Blu-ray. Uh, yeah, I'll probably have to sit down and, and order it. I should sure. order everything. It kills else. me to say out loud. <laughs> but uh, oh, is that all your movies? Uh, digital movies or? Well, that's through. That's just through Apple TV. I can look. Okay. I can see if I've got it in my library. Um, see, so it gives me the option to play or download. That means I've got it in my library. There. Oh, okay. Did you see that one? Which Nobody. One? No, I I just rented that. I haven't watched. Oh fuck, dude. Yeah, that's uh, that's my that's my movie for this weekend. Dude, that one's fucking good. That, that and Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. Which I I didn't like the last Godzilla, so it 
I liked Kong Skull Island. Didn't care for Godzilla, King of the Monsters. So it, it kind of killed my excitement as I was building towards Godzilla versus Kong. But I'm yeah, gonna watch it. This yeah, weekend. yeah, yeah. Watch, watch that, and and nobody, nobody's hella good. Um, my next one is um, that movie Snatch, uh, the Guy Ritchie film. Uh, and the scene is with um, Mickey, uh, Brad Pitt. They called him the one punch machine gun when he when he got into the actual fight uh, in the ring. But this is the the, the scene when um, Tommy and uh, Turkish. No, Tur- Turkish. No, no, but we'll, no, it was just Tommy and um, Gorgeous George. Oh right, right. Yeah, right, right. they they they're the one because that because uh Turkish is the one that sent Tommy to go get the caravan. <laughs> After the fight, Tommy's standing there alone <laughs> with the gypsies, yeah, alarm. crying. Because <laughs> yeah, they go there to buy a caravan, but then it turns out that these uh these pikey guys led by uh, Brad Pitt, he plays a guy a character named Mickey, and this is probably my favorite Guy Ritchie film. I mean, I I love it, but yeah, so they end up uh, kind of getting duped. So Tommy wants his money back, and then they kind of get into it. I mean, I, I, a lot of people don't like this because they can't understand Brad Pitt, his, his pikey uh, slang. I love it. I call my I call my dogs dags. <laughs> like I, my wife hasn't even seen this movie, but she calls the dogs the dags. And I, it all stems from this. When I first saw it, I I was like, "What the hell is he saying?" But when it came out on DVD, there's that. Say it again, pikey. It, the only subtitles come on when when he talks. So I went, ah, and I watched it over and over. So now I know what he's saying, and I, and I don't have to watch it. But uh, he basically, um, he challenges uh, Gorgeous George to a bare-knuckle fight in some barn. And the whole fight in the beginning, when they're getting ready, is fucking George just charges uh, Brad and just fucking starts beating the shit out of him. Knocks him out. Or no, he not. Knocks him down. No, he knocks him with the first one and then uh, Mikey kind of turns. So that's the kind of fight it's going to be. And then he's, George is like, he goes, man, he goes, you you better not get up because the next time you're going to stay down or whatever he's telling him. He fucking picks him up, slams him, and he crashes through like a, a little guardrail, the, the wooden guardrail thing. And, and then he, Mickey's still like stretching. Then they pick him up and he gets back in. And uh, I know once one of the times that he got knocked down, uh, George kicked him hella hard. And then Mickey finally got up, took his shirt off. Because uh, George is like, ah, bollocks with you. This is sick. I'm out of here. And Mickey, you're not going anywhere, you thick hump. <laughs> and then George steps to him and Mickey just... Bah, one punch and just clocked him. I mean, he gets knocked out so hard. George is laying there. I love this shot, though, because I love the way Guy Ritchie films this film. It's a, a top view because George is laying on the ground, but he's like, his eyes are wide open. And the camera pulls back. <laughs> and you see everyone hearing it. There's some music going on. You can't really hear uh, the crowd or anything. But right here, this scene right here, when... um. Tommy's backed up against the wall crying because he knows, like, oh, shit, I'm next. Why were these two dudes arguing? They don't, we don't know what they're saying, but they're arguing uh, about the Tommy and everything. But that fight scene was was awesome because he, he just beat the shit out of him. Any of us would have got knocked out with that first one from George. Oh, yeah. But fucking Mickey came back and just won uh, a 
buddy of mine, his dad, his dad was a boxer, and he like he likes this movie too. He was like, he's only done it maybe once or twice within his little fighting career, I guess. He said way way back in the day when he used to box for high school or whatever. I was like, damn, that boxing in high school. <laughs> so, um, I guess his whoever trained him said, "There's, I guess if you." If you can connect someone perfectly on the jaw like Mickey did, he said, you'll, you'll knock them out. He goes, but he goes, not everyone can do it. And he goes, I don't know. That, this is what he was telling us. I mean, I've never, I've, I've never been knocked out. And I never want to get knocked out. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> um, I've taken my, my licks to the face and I've, I've, I've hit a few jaws, but never knocked anyone out. Uh, I, I've seen a few guys go. Go straight, <laughs> like right, right on the convention. You know, the, the the Mike Tyson's punch out, legs go straight, arms go out. Yeah, I've seen those too. But I mean, that that's, I mean, seeing someone get knocked out like in person is different than watching a movie or all the hundred videos that are on YouTube. But this fight scene was awesome. I wasn't expecting it because. Uh, when did Lockstock and was it Two Lock, Smoking Barrels? Lockstock was, I want to say, 98, maybe 99. Was this in the 90s or early 2000s? I think this was 2000. I'm pretty sure this was 2000. Because I that was the only reason I had seen this one, because a, a friend of mine was like, yeah, dude, you got to see Snatch. It's like if you saw Lockstock and, Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels or whatever, he goes, you'll like this one. I'm like, okay. So I we went and seen it. And it was basically Guy Ritchie and all his friends. Well, uh, Brad Pitt was the only one that was kind of new in it. but It's pretty much the same crew. Almost, yeah. Jason Statham, Vinnie Jones. This was all pre-Transporter uh, and everything else he's done. But there's, there's, well, there's a couple more fight scenes in this. But this one was always the best one to me. Yeah. I think the one at the end goes a little bit longer but this one was just I couldn't believe it and it was hella funny <laughs> the whole movie's good if you guys haven't seen Snatch it, it does have a great ending yeah <laughs> alright what do you got next alright uh, I'll go a little different here um, I know everybody's probably a little well I shouldn't say everybody I know there are a number of people who are kind of comic book movied out but I'm going to take this back to uh 2003's X2 um, and you know pretty it's the opening scene it's Nightcrawler in the White House and I remember going to see X2 on opening day and I was excited for it because I I liked X-Men but I didn't I didn't love it so my expectations were kind of mixed and I remember though there you know there was a buzz in the theater it was that opening day buzz packed house Everybody was primed, you know, the, the Fox logo went up and then the movie started and all that buzz disappeared just like that as this fight got going. And I hadn't seen a fight like this in a comic book movie at all. This was Brian Singer knocked this movie out of the park, in, in my opinion. Um, granted, there's not a lot of fighting back from the Secret Service guys as they're trying to protect the president. It's just the cool shots of Nightcrawler teleporting here and there. Poof, poof. He's behind this guy. He's whipping him. 
kicking this guy, jumping off the other one, just as they're about to hit him with a bullet, he teleports somewhere else. Um, and this whole, like I said, this, the theater just went quiet. It was one of the coolest theatrical experiences I've had, just this opening scene. And then as the, as the scene ends um, with him standing over the president, taking the bullet as he's about to stab him and teleporting away from there, uh, you know, they, they go into logo and the crowd went fucking nuts. I mean, this, this, whole, this whole scene, I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, I wasn't. X-Men was okay. I mean, it was like we finally got X-Men on, on the movie screen and I took it for what it was. So I wasn't really sure on this one, but after this first scene, to me, I think this is the best scene in the whole film. I mean, I love this actor. I can't remember his name. Uh, he he did a good Nightcrawler, and I liked how he looked. I mean, I thought he I thought he was good. Even the kid that did him in those last few X Men films. But the special effects for this early two thousands uh, it was awesome. The the teleporting stuff was awesome because he disappear, pop up, boom, beat the shit out of someone real quick, and then disappear again. I mean, disappearing just as as the bullets are flying. I mean, he, he was that fast, but this is how you start a fucking comic book film. Uh, I have not seen this in forever. I haven't seen the f- these first three X-Men films in, in a really long time. Watching this makes me want to want to watch all three of them again. I remember was the last stand. I'm not a big fan. I saw that one like twice. Once in the theater when it came out, and then I left the theater like, eh. But then when it came out on DVD, I got it. I got it on Blu-ray, but I haven't even watched it. I think it's still wrapped up. Are all three of those on Disney Plus? I know the uh, first one is. God, I don't know if they are or not. Um, you know, I've, I've got them at home in my personal collection, so I haven't, I haven't you know, if I watch them, I go digging for them there. Um, X2, though, for me is... is the crown jewel of, of those X-Men movies. Um, the first one was good. I loved X2. Um, to me, when I go back and I think about that movie, um, it, 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 I think that was early. My assumption is that that was an early um, thought and somebody said, you know, when they started to realize what they could put together there uh, with the X-Men stories, how they started to link into a bigger story with the, with the there was the, the tease, the little Easter egg for the Phoenix, the Dark Phoenix saga coming at the end of that movie. There was the promise of, oh my God, they're going to build this, this, this whole X-Men universe like we're used to with the comics and the animated series. And I, you know, I, like I said, I can't say for sure, but I have a suspicion that that probably contributed to what Marvel Films has come into now with the MCU and how they're trying to put all this stuff together where everything's connected. They've got so many Easter eggs in there. They can go back and explore this or that. Um, the rest of the movies in the franchise, I mean, I don't want to get too far off on turning this into an X-Men Marvel conversation, but um, they, they had some good moments. Uh, I know I know that X2 is my favorite one out of the three, but I, I have to rewatch them again. Because I don't new class. There was some some potential. Um, I love Logan for what it is, but that's a it's kind of a one off. Uh, 
I can't watch that one without crying. <laughs> that one was tough. But was this your third one? Yeah. Okay. Hey. Oh, you again, huh? That wasn't very nice. Now he's got to leave. I'll tell you when the fuck we leave. All right, get the fuck away. Go <laughs> 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 watch the bites. All righty, we're back. Uh, you may notice that I sound uh, a lot better, and I'm not all echoey. Um, <laughs> uh, we had we we had to get back to work, so I'm gonna finish uh, the rest of this episode solo. Uh, but I want to give a shout out to Brother Courtney. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, you're always welcome, brother. You know you're one of the East Society, like everybody else you hear on here. But all right. Uh, the film I'm going, my last uh, scene, fight scene that I'm going to pick is camp, comes from the, the 1993 uh, film directed by Robert De Niro. And this is a Bronx tale. All right. And, and the fight scene that uh, I am going to be talking about is the scene when uh, I think it's Satan's messengers, the uh, bike gang that comes into um, Sonny's bar. I mean, they they just came riding, rolling around and into the into the neighborhood, and uh, I guess they had the reputation of, of busting up bars and everything. So they they came into this one to do the same thing. I mean, they started kind of sounded all right, sounded cool uh, in the beginning, um, but uh, then once they got the drink, or well, Sonny was talking to him saying, "Hey," because uh, they wanted him to leave. He said, "You guys aren't dressed right." So and they were like, "We just we just want a couple of beers and we'll be out of here." So. They're like, mm, all right, just give them some beers. So they all get their beers, and then they start getting all wild with them, squirting the bartender with a beer, spraying it all over the place because they were like, all right, this is a toast to our host. And the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost as they're shaking their beers. And uh, have Tony, Tony, or Tony, Sonny's outside with a C, and then he comes back in, and he goes, all right, now you guys got to leave. And they're like, oh, you. Oh, no, he comes in and goes, hey, that wasn't very nice. It was, uh, why am I saying it word for word? The clip right before I started this uh, part, that's uh, that kind of builds up the scene uh, when uh, Sonny tells him, uh, you guys are stuck here. Because he walks over and locks the door. And all the bikers are just staring at him. Like, uh, how, like what was going through their minds? They didn't know. Um, there's a narration by C. Uh, Cologulo, I think that was his name. And then all of a sudden, Sonny's boys come busting in through the back door of the bar. Uh, they come in with bats and pool cues, and one of them's got a gun. And they just all commence to whooping that ass. Sonny jumps in, slams some guy's head on the bar. Uh, Jelly, this one big fat guy, slams someone with a chair and then throws them against the, the bar and squeezes them. <laughs> and fools are just getting hit with pipes and bats. All the, the, the bikers. I mean, all these Italian guys came in, Sonny's boys, and just started fucking everybody up. Uh, but this scene is awesome, man. One dude's getting pistol whipped. Uh, one's getting hit with a bat, the pipe. Uh, another dude's getting hit with a pool cue. One guy gets thrown in the air and crashes into the overhead lights. And the, these guys are just 
no joke, man. This is the kind of crew that you need. They always had your back for anything. Uh, fools again hitting heads with bottles, and they're still. And the Sonny's, he didn't just step to the side. He jumped in and started kicking ass, too. I mean, he got one guy on the ground, and he's just, like, stomping him uh, with those. I don't know how thick his heels are in his shoes, but, man, everybody's all fucked up. And uh, Sonny's like, all right, get him outside. So they take him outside, start throwing him out into the street, uh, crashing him uh, onto their bikes. Uh, as people are still or there, the guys are still hitting, hitting them with things. Sonny throws a trash can at one of the bikes, and then they start uh, taking basketball, baseball bats uh, to their bikes. Um, one of the guys tries to run away. I think he was the leader, the one that was talking shit first. And then, uh, all the local kids like, uh, slick and, uh, <sighs> crazy Mario. And, uh, I can't remember the other guy's name, but, uh, one, like, again, one of the bikers ran off and they all just went running after him. They're all stomping and kicking them. And then they start hitting them with bats. And then we go back to Sonny. He's standing there talking, uh, or he's got one. Uh, laying on the ground and he goes look at me and, and then that guy kind of looks at him and goes remember who did this to you or remember I did this to you and then he gets a bat and just doosh, slams it in the back of this dude's head um, I don't think he killed him but if he did it's, it's not like Sonny hasn't killed before but <laughs> that scene was awesome and those fools those biker guys rolled in this in this joint thought they were just king shit and then they just got the fuck beaten out of all of them um, that's one of the lessons you learn out there in the street, boys and girls. Don't roll into someone's neighborhood that you don't know thinking you're all that because uh, they won't hand hand it to you in a paper bag. So, but I mean, that's just the stuff that I learned. I mean, I don't roll into someone's neighborhood talking out of shit. And if I get beat up, that's on me. But um, this movie is amazing. There's uh, tons of good stuff uh, in it. Awesome performances by De Niro. And uh, Chaz Palminteri, as well as uh, the older guy that played uh, Cologulo. I, I can't remember his name. I know he did get into some kind of... Uh, uh, his name was uh, Lilo Brancetto. I think that's how you say his name. He um, got into some shit, ended up going to jail and uh, all of that. So, yeah, he just basically messed up his life. Uh, I know I, I want to say uh, somebody died with whatever they were doing. I can't remember. I want to say it was a cop, but I, I really don't remember. Just look up that kid and, and watch his story. Uh, there's a huge interview on YouTube. I know you can sit there, but it's like over an hour. But, um, yeah, that's my uh, my last one. Again, check out all these movies that uh, Courtney and I uh, were talking about. If you haven't seen them, um. And yeah, I mean, Brother Courtney, thank you again one more time. Uh, all right, everyone, that is going to be it this episode. I'm not sure when the next one we're going to put out. I don't know who's going to be with me, or maybe it's going to be me and the Zisu, or maybe it's the Zisu and someone else. I don't know. Um, but whenever they come, uh, they come. So that's how we roll over here on Easy Society Anchor Edition. But uh, thank you for joining us this episode. Again, this was ESP's uh, Fight Society 5. And, um, yeah, there's going to be more here on Anchor. Not sure what, but you guys know how we roll. Whenever we do it, we just put it out. Uh, I just dropped a uh, Macnez episode, uh, 129. 
A uh, shout out to um, Russell Sun Eagle from the Oki Podcast. Check out that interview. Uh, also, um, the newest episode or the latest episode of East Society over on the regular uh, Skater Nest Podcast Network. I don't remember, 200 or something. But all right, everybody, I uh, got to get out of here. It's getting late and uh, I got to get to bed. So um, please be safe out there. Uh, come back for more uh, new listeners. Hey, welcome. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, just be safe. So, uh, everybody, until then, um, I'll talk to you guys later. So, until the next time, party on. Party on.